Day of the Vad for El Zman, and the Tochnit of the Zman is going to be obviously to try to understand what we have to do in El, and then as we get close to Hashanah to work more Rosh Hashanah, and then Yom Kippur. So that's the uh, the work for the month. Okay, we're going to work together. So we established, and this is well known, that Chodesh Elul is the month of what we call the month of preparation. It's the Yom Hachona. It's the Chodesh Hachona. It's the month of preparation. We mentioned yesterday in the Shavuos from the altar that the reason why Hashem gave us this month of preparation, it's not something that we chose. It's something that Hashem chose. That means that it comes with a tremendous amount of Siyat and It was chosen by Hashem to give us this month to prepare with the tremendous Siyat that's in it, in order that we should pass the din of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Okay? But the problem is, everybody knows that, you know, Elul, you gotta be stronger, you gotta get into it. But if you don't really know what you're doing and what you're trying to gain from the month, then it doesn't really, even if you make it through the month, you know, being strong, Okay, so at best it was a strong month, but you didn't really gain from it what you had to gain. And also, a lot of times after a couple of days, people start to just, you know, fall out of it because they don't really have a tochnit of what they're trying to do, right? Tochnit is like a plan. They don't have really what they, an objective, what they're trying to reach. You understand? So you just get like, you, you, you come to shachrit, you know, for a week and then you fizzle out. Well, you learn stronger first Seder for a couple of days and then you go back to your old self, you know? Because it's like random, it's without a plan. It's just, I want to be strong now and I don't really have a plan of what I'm trying to do, okay? So we're going to try over here to develop a certain plan, a certain avoider, and something that we could work on that's concrete and can last past Elul too, okay? That's the idea. So I think in the next couple of Vaden, these next few, we're going to try to give like a general overview, not too deep, but a general overview of what Rosh Hashanah is actually about. Once you know what you're trying to reach, the goal that you're trying to reach, the, the place you're trying to reach, then we can retract and start to develop what to do in El. Okay? We're going to use various Marmachim as, as we go through. I was back and forth in my mind if we should learn a, a specific Sefer. At one point I was going to do Reb different things. I'm going to do more, like, as of now, at least that's what I'm thinking. I'm going to set up different things. It's going to be more like the way I'm going to build it. Okay? So, the first thing I want to talk about today is step one. General... Step one general of Rosh Hashanah, okay? And tomorrow, hopefully, we'll finish Rosh Hashanah, then we'll go into Yom Kippur. Good? Clear? Okay, good. So now, in order to understand Rosh Hashanah, you really got to understand a lot of background in the fundamentals of creation, okay? So the first thing we're going to do is like this. We know we say in, Rosh, in the Tefillah of Rosh Hashanah, you remember from the previous years, and Ashkenaz say this as well, Moishi. So it's this is universal. We say Hayom Harat Olam. Today is the birth of the world. 
That means Aleph Tishrei is the birth of the world. We also say Eloshan Zehayom Tehilat Maasecha. This is the day that you began your creations. Zikaron Yom Rishon. A remembrance of the first day. The problem is, the very basic problem is, it makes it sound like from davening, that the first day of creation was Aleph Tishrei. But we know that's not true. We know that the world was created on the 25th of Elul. The sixth day of creation was when is Aleph Tishrei, the sixth day. So why are we saying, Hayom Harat Olam, today the world was created, Zikaron Yom Rishon, it's not true. The first day of creation is the 25th of El. Good, good kasha. Moshe Yemaskim. This is a kasha. So the Rishonim answer as follows. This is a child that Rishonim talk about. It's not Yaakov Rari's question. It's a question of the Rishonim. And the Aharonim. But the gist of the point of the answer is like this. What was created on the sixth day of creation, which is the Aleph Tishrei, that's Adam. Okay? The human being. Adam Harishan was created on the sixth day of creation. Adam Harishan is the purpose of creation. Which we'll go into in a minute. He's the purpose. Why was everything created on day one, day two, day three, day four, and day five, is only to serve man, who is the purpose of creation. So the Bria came to its Gemar, and its Shlemus, and its purpose, and its perfection on Aleph Tishrei. So it's like the world was created on Aleph Tishrei. Because everything up until then was just like uh, like a preparation, Ke'ilu. But now the Shlemus of the Bria came in, the Gemar of the Bria. That's why it's called Harat Olam. Because now the world was actually born. This is considered the beginning of creation. Okay? So this is going to be a big theme that we're going to work on a lot throughout the month. We're going to go much more into it when we learn Rosh Hashanah. But first we have to get a clarity that Tishrei is when the world is considered created. And therefore, every year in Aleph Tishrei, the world is being recreated, which we're going to try to appreciate that a little bit. Okay? Following the steps? Now, what is, when we say Adam is the purpose of creation, what's Adam have to do in creation? Okay? It's obviously massive, so yeah, but in a nutshell. Okay? In a nutshell, what, what Adam's job in the creation is as follows. Adam's job is to realize that there's only one Hashem, Yichud Hashem, Einoid Mofadot. Everything else in the world that seems to have power and that seems to have intrinsic existence is really nothing. It's all Kalim of Hashem. So they have to come to that realization of the Yichud Hashem. They have to come to the realization that the world is the world at large, is Hashem's kingdom, and He's the Melech of the world. And they have to actually proclaim, proclaim Him as the king, and be Mamluchim on the Bria, 
And what we call, all these terms will get clearer over the month, but it's called Megale Kvoid Malchus Shemayim in the world. That's the job of man. That's man's job. Got that? In a nutshell. In a nutshell. Now, all the other things that we know about our Avodah Hashem, the Taryag Mitzvahs, and this and that, those are all pratim. Those are all details of this work. But we want to put a general description. A general description of what Adam has to do in the world. Besides for the, we're not going to touch the, the nitty gritty details for now. But the general description of what man has to do in the world. He has to see Hashem, the Gilu Yichad Hashem, and Megalik Void Malchus That's his job. And part of that job, which we're also going to talk about a lot, is that he has to negate any other power that seems to have power. He has the Mavatl Derad, that's called Bitl Harad. Coming to Yichud Hashem and Giluk Void Malchus requires in it what we call a Bitl Harad is to see the emptiness in other forces of evil in the world. Okay? Got that clear so far? It's a deep thing. We're gonna, you're gonna learn a lot about it over the month, but that's the idea in a nutshell. Okay? Now, Adam Arishon, Koydamachet. We have to talk about Adam Arishon before the Chet. This is gonna be very important for understanding the Avoid of Roshana. But Adam Arishon, Koydamachet. Adam Arishon before he sinned was living in Ghanaian. And he had no evil tendencies within himself. He didn't have typhus the way we know typhus. He didn't feel an inner urge or desire to, to Gashmias, to Averis. It wasn't built like that. It was a very, very, very holy man. And he lived in a very, very holy place. He was a very holy man. Adam Arishon Kodamachet. Okay, but they still existed in the world, Ra, and that was represented. What you read in the homage by the Nahash, by the snake. He was what represented the Ra, and he was outside of the Gan, and he was trying to get Adam Arishon to sin, but it was outside of Adam Arishon. Now it's very hard to imagine this because it's like trying to imagine a Malach. Okay, and we're trying to imagine how a Yetzahara is going to make a Malach sin. We can't really, uh, you know, formulate a picture in our mind what this looks like. The Ramchal in a place writes that Adam had shown before his sin, his body was so holy and pure, it looks like our Neshama today. You understand? I mean, his goof looked like our Neshama. So if you can think you can visualize such a thing, it's impossible. Very holy man. But the point, I just want to get the abstraction. The point is that before Adam and Ishan sinned, all forces of evil were outside of themselves. Now, once he sinned, which we'll see that he did some good and he did some sin. We're going to talk about that because that's also going to be important for Roshana. Because Adam and Ishan prayed on the day he was born. And that prayer was a very, very important thing. For the Tikkun of the Bria, and we have Tefillah today because of that. We'll discuss that, not today. But Adam and Ishod, bottom line, he said. He listened to the Nachash, he ate from the Eitzadas, bottom line, he said. Now what happened then was that the world and the human being changed drastically. 
the reason why we look like the way we look like today, very materialistic, very physical, is because of that. The reason why we have inner desires, that you say, I, I, you call yourself I when you want something that's pleasurable, I want it. That means you identify the I with also your urges and your Yetzirah is part of your actual reality. That change that the Yetzirah went from outside to inside and it became a piece of your reality, that happened because of the Chet of Adam Arish. Got that so far? You got the Cheshbin? Following the Cheshbin? Levi, this is a Chedushim to you, huh? Welcome to Harabis. Okay, you learn about all these important things that you gotta know. These are fundamentals, basic fundamentals of religion. Okay, so after Adam Arishim sinned, he changed the entire creation, and he changed humanity. Good? Clear? Now, now what? Now what? From that point on began a new tkufa in the world. What's a tkufa? You know what a tkufa is? A new uh, era in history. Okay? So again, I just want to get clear. There was Adam Arishon before the sin. He had work to do. He also had to negate the Ra. He also had to do that. He also had to do Gilu Yichel He also had to do Bitla Ra. He had to do it before the Chet. He had to do it. And if he would have did it, it would have been, so to speak, like what's going to be after Mashiach. Finished. Everything is done. He could have did it. And he had to do it. But he didn't do it. So after he did it, the Chet, what happens is, begins a new era. What's the new era? The new era is to fix the problem and the kilkul that Adam Arishon created in mankind. Got it? Once we finish fixing that, which I'm going to explain to you how long it's going to take and how that's going to be done, once we finish fixing the kilkul of Adam Arishon, then we go back to square one. To Adam Arishon before the sin, and then we have to elevate the world, and that's after Mashiach. Got it? So it's three tkufas. Adam Arishon Koydamachat, the tkufa of Tikkun, of the mess up that he made. And then number three is to do what he was supposed to do originally and come to the complete Tikkun Habriya. You got that? You following? Clear? That's the idea. Now, so we're living in the Tikkun. This is where we live. We live in that, that period between the Chet of Adam Arishan and fixing Adam Arishan's Kilkun Habriya. Good? Now, this Tkufa of fixing Aldemarishan's chat is a tkufa that lasts 6,000 years, basically from then until Mashiach. Its job is divided amongst 600,000 main neshamot, which we're all part of, one of those 600,000 main neshamot. So in other words, it takes 6,000 years, all the Jewish people together collectively Fixing the problem that Adam Rishon did. Okay? And each generation has its unique work to do. And each human being in that big picture has his unique job to do. So I'll give you a marshal, right? Let's say in the Tkufa that there was Avodah Zara in the world. Okay? Very strong Avodah Zara in the world. Okay? At that Tkufa, the job of the people was to fix this Kilkul of Avodah Zarah, which was coming, stemming from the Chet of Adam Arish, right? 
So in order to fix that, you had to be attracted to it. Otherwise you can't fix it. It has to talk to you. And if it talks to you, you have a Nisayan. And then you have to go see the emptiness in Avodah Zarha. Reveal the Yichud Hashem and the Bitl Ara in Avodah Zarha. And boom, you fix that thing. You understand? So every year as life goes on, with the design tests that every generation goes through, is actually fixing something. So it's not, it's a process. You follow? It's a process. And that's why every generation is, has a different test. And they're thrown into a world of goyim that have the, that bring out the test in a strong way and they gotta work with it. You understand what I'm saying? So like, for example, right now, this is what the Chazal tells us, we're in something called Ikvasid Mashiach, meaning the right before Mashiach, right? So if you look at the Gemara and it says all the stuff of Ikvasid Mashiach, bad stuff, chutzpah, and all these bad things, emet ne'ederet, etc., etc. It's not by accident that it's like that. It's designed like that. Because our job is to see through all these problems and fix something very fundamental in what Adam Rishon made a kilt. You got it? That's the general idea. It's a lot of talk about it, but I'm just giving you now general overview. So what happens actually on Rosh Hashanah is as follows. In Rosh Hashanah is what we call another sivuv, another uh, turning around, another cycle. Sivuv is a cycle. Another cycle in what? Tikkun Achet. Got it? Another cycle in Tikkun Achet. So we're going to have to explain it. We don't have time today, but we'll explain it. Basically, we're going to show you how the whole uh, judgment and everything is built around this. But basically, just to end off before we start Sidichot, in a nutshell, basically what's happening is like this. Hashem looks at the generation. He decides what is going to be the Tikkun of today's year, this coming year. And He's going to give out everybody their specific jobs, what to do in that year. And what's going to be your tests and where you're going to make the tikkun. And revolving around that, that's really what Rosh Hashanah is about. Now, we still have to explain to you much more clear. And we have to explain also how all the avoid of Rosh Hashanah is going to deal with that problem. But I want to give you step one. Okay, so you follow what we're doing? So again, like we said, just in summation. Basically we're saying like this. In order to do Elul, which is a hachona for Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, so you have to have know what Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur is in order to know what to prepare for. Got it? So today we start explaining in a very general way Rosh Hashanah. Tomorrow we'll finish it. Then we'll explain in a general way Yom Kippur. And then we go back to the practical, step-by-step work to make preparation for that. You got it, kids? We'll stop here for today. Wow.